I want to just give you a little disclaimer. The, the dilemma that we have is <clears throat> that I, I never show up with some polished message hoping to receive an invite back. And so what comes forth is unscripted, hot off the press. I realized long ago that if I'm able to sit down at home and come up with a message that is actually pretty good, it'll only be really good for me, not for anybody else. And the spirit of the Lord was not interested this morning in, in bringing forth the message for the person speaking it, but for his son who was sitting all over the place in here. And so, Father God, Father, we realize that we are locked into this temporal thing, this, this, this physical thing, and, and we can't even truly understand the things that you're speaking to us or explaining to us, Father God. But this morning, Father God, what we want to ask is that you shut down our ability to understand Shut down our ability to comprehend, Father, things that are not meant to be comprehended or understood by human mind. And we ask, Father God, that you arise, Father, arise, arise in us, O Lord. Arise in us, O Lord. Father, we want to see here this morning and hear this message with the mind of Messiah, not with the mind of a human who's trying to figure out Messiah. We want to worship you. We want to praise you, Father. We want to touch. We want to speak. We want to see through the mind that we're not going to have, but the mind that we have, for it is written, we have the mind of Christ. We have this mind. Father, this morning, we want to come into your presence with the understanding that when two men are on the field, one will be taken, one will be left. Perhaps what you're saying is this is the field this morning, and in every seat there are two. There's two women, there's two men, and by the end of the service, one will be gone and one will remain. And the one who remains is the king of glory, the one who lives in us. Greater is he. Greater is he who lives in us. And hues in this world. Father God, we want to have a revelation of what you see, Father. We know what we see, but we want to see what you see. We know what we understand, but we want to understand how you understand, Father God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. The, the thing that is amazing is... Is, is, is th that people can be walking with the Lord. They can be touching the Lord. They can be hearing the Lord. They can even have their feet washed by the Lord. They can eat with the Lord. They can pray to the Lord. And at the end of the day, they still have no idea who the Lord is. And what is he saying? There is not enough time to, to, to go to the beginning and to the end to, to express the things that our Father wants you to understand. But, but our Father is, is in all time at the same time. And it is, it is 
our hope that he transforms time here and that though you may be sitting in an actual for maybe 30 minutes or, 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 or 30 days or, or 30 months or whatever it is that it's going to be, we pray that there will be eternity upon eternity at this moment downloaded into the heart of his children. It is imperative to understand that we are living in a time in which there is an identity crisis. And yeah, it's easy for us to look at our brothers and sisters who are struggling with their, I don't know, sexuality, identity, or whatever it is they're struggling with. But you know what? The Lord will look at his own children and say, hey, why, are you, why are you down on them? You don't know your identity either. Because we have an identity and it is not a religious walk. It, 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 it's not how long you pray, how much you pray, how much you give. There is an identity that you can try to hold on to. But, but you need to understand there is an identity that is in you trying to hold on to you. Well, I'm saying that's a good, good guy. I hope you don't understand the word I'm saying. I hold the whole point of it. I'm trying to get to the point where I don't even understand what I'm saying. God is trying to get us to a place where, where comprehension leaves our mind. He's trying to get us to a point where faith leaves our mind. That's going to mess somebody up. I'm going to tell you right now, Jesus never had to have faith to do anything. He just did it. He just did it. Walking manifestation of the Father. There is something about the Lord. There's something about this thing. And we're all here because something is drawing us to understand the things of the kingdom. And I tell you the truth, the more you try to understand, the more you will know. The less you'll know. And the less you know, the more he becomes. Oh, I don't have the story to tell you about a guy who in the womb <laughs> was designed to recognize the anointed one of Israel. In the womb, in the mother's womb, he was anointed in the womb. John the Baptist kicking and jumping and flipping because he was close to Mary who had a child and not just any child. And that man at the end of his ministry didn't even know who Jesus was. He is in prison saying, tell me, is that him or we still have to wait for another? What happened? What happened is the more you decrease, the less you understand, and the more the king is revealed. What is this thing? Oh, I wish I had time to tell you about the road to Emmaus. Walking, walking, the hope of Israel is gone. If you're in here this morning and you don't even know how he got yourself out of bed to come in this morning and you kind of question why did I even bother coming because because there's situations in your life that seem hopeless hang in there a hopelessness is a very normal thing for the children of God it is it, 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 it is in hopelessness that you discover where your hope is
The hope of Israel is gone. In the road to Emmaus, this, these two men, it's amazing. We don't even know who they are. They're talking to each other, and they're discussing these things. And, and you can just imagine the anguish in their heart, everything they had hoped for, everything they left everything for, everything they saw, every miracle, everything they saw is gone, completely gone. The hope is gone. And the next day, they're walking, and they're looking around, and it says, man, everything that oppressed us, everything, the Romans, the religious system it's still there and now it's greater than ever before because our hope is gone our hope is gone I don't know if you've ever felt this way before if you've ever walked in the journey where you're in a situation where it feels our hope is gone this is hopeless there is no hope here do I have a witness in this place I mean, if you haven't been there, hang in there, it's coming. Ain't nothing wrong with you, ain't nothing wrong with God, ain't nothing wrong with nothing. It is just a process. It's a process that is necessary to get you to the place where Adonai can do what he's trying to do, which he could not do as long as everything around you is okay. They're walking. Their hope is gone. Their hope is gone. There is no hope. They can't understand. They're trying to understand. And in this walk of hopelessness, there is a man who creeps up to them and starts walking and says, what y'all talking about? What you talking about? You see them all intent talking to each other like something important's going on. What you talking about? And it they stop for a moment, look at this dude, and they say, Are you, are you the only person in Jerusalem who is unaware of the events that have just taken place here? How is this possible? Where were you? <laughs> she was like, well, actually, I wasn't in town. Been a little dark for a little while. I was down in hell taking care of some business, so I don't know what's going on up here. You go ahead and explain to me what's going on, because I've been out of town for a little bit. <laughs> well, well, listen, let me tell you. You know, we might as well tell you, but we don't know why, because we, there's no point in proselytizing, because our hope is gone. So whatever we're going to tell you, there's no hope in it. But we're going to tell you anyway. There was this guy who came among us. He was like a prophet. He did all these amazing things. He healed the sick and gave sight to the blind and walked on water. He walked on water? Man. And the stranger was all intrigued by the story. He's like, come on, tell me more. Tell me more. I, I think Jesus is so in love with himself. <laughs> oh, you don't understand. <laughs> he loves he love himself. He just wants to hear more about himself. Tell me more. What else did he do? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going to He loved him. He loved himself. <laughs> Jesus loved it. He walked into the place. Everybody's like, how's that? It's like, hmm, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You know, he's not like us. Oh, no, 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 it's not. No, 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 it's not me. You know, we got all this fake human humbleness. <laughs> the king comes in on a donkey. Who's <laughs> that? Shut them up. If they don't praise me, the rocks are going to praise me. Somebody's going to praise me. <laughs> 
Oh, there's a revelation coming. You're, you, you're about to walk into work. And your, your co-worker says, what is wrong with you? He says, if you don't praise me. <laughs> the copy machine is going to praise me. <laughs> there is a time that is coming that you need to understand who he is. If you don't know who he is, you will never know who you are because you are interconnected to who he is. There is something that people see in him. And when you see it in him, you automatically see a mirror reflecting back to you because you are the thing he is revealing. Quiet in here. Hallelujah. Tell me more about myself. We're coming in this morning. We're listening to this beautiful song. I'm in love with your body. And I'm like, that sounds like Yeshua. Except he changed it a little bit. He says, I'm in love with my body. Hold on. I'm in love with my body. He loves his body. And you don't understand until... Because you don't know who you are. Once you know who you are, you'll be like, he loved my body. You mean I'm the body? He loved the body. He's in love with his body. Come on, somebody. That's me. That's me he's talking about. He's talking about me. <laughs> you can't know who you are if you don't know who he is. You can sit and walk next to him. That's like a, like a mystery. You're sitting and walking. I don't know how it works. But somehow you can sit and talk to him and walk with him. And you can actually think that you're going to explain to him who he is. You're going to explain to him who he is and what he has done. And all this time he's knocking to you. Tell me more. Tell me. You have no idea who you're walking next to. But you're going to tell him about the Lord. <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit more about him. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Man, they had him so convinced, Jesus almost converted. <laughs> he said, what's the prayer? Tell me the prayer. What do I got to do to be saved? Man, it was a good story. But, but the scriptures don't leave us hanging. Because just because you don't really know who you're walking with and who you're talking with doesn't mean that the one cannot reveal himself to you. So he allowed you to go ahead and do your thing. Do your thing. Until I decide to reveal who I am. <laughs> and most of us are doing our thing. But the season is now, the time is here for him to reveal I am. <laughs> That you may walk, not as one who's trying to follow him, but one who has become one with him. And the scripture says that Yeshua in the road to Emmaus. This is funny. These guys walked with him. These were disciples of him. They ate with him. They listened to the Beatitudes with him. They watched him raise Lazarus from the dead. They saw it all. They were participants. They physically saw the reality of God on earth, Emmanuel. They saw it. Yet they could not see it. 
Which means everything they saw in the New Testament was not the revelation of who he truly is. They saw a portion of him. They saw something of him. They saw glimpses of him. There is much more of him that they had not seen. And the scripture says, beginning with Moses and the prophets, he revealed himself in all things concerning himself in scripture. I find it interesting because he didn't go to the, the letters to the churches of Paul and he didn't go to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John to explain himself. He didn't go to the book of Revelation. He went to Torah to reveal who he was. We got one amen out of that one. That's pretty good. Hang in there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen, by the way, is a term that means I agree. One amen, it means one person agrees. The rest is saying, we're pondering on this one. It's scary in here. Are there ushers in the door? Can I go to the bathroom and walk myself out? I'm getting a little nervous. He revealed himself. And they still did not know who they were talking to. After he revealed everything. Then it says, he was going to continue on the journey, and they said, stay with us. Stay who? This is a stranger still. Stay with us. Eat with us. And he grabbed a piece of bread, which would have been matzah, because this is a time of Pesach week. And he broke it. And when he broke the bread... Their eyes were open and they saw who he is. <laughs> you see, you can walk with him, talk with him, explain him to him. <laughs> you can do all these things. You can live your whole life trying to figure him out. But revelation does not come until the bread is broken. There is a brokenness in which he reveals himself. And when he reveals himself, it is the revelation of who you are. The end cannot be understood without the understanding of the beginning. We are still stuck. Do you realize in this whole room, every single one of us, there's not a single one exempt from this word. You can sit here, well, I just came because they invited me. You don't understand. God brought you in here to hear something. It's personal. It's from your father directly to you. This is personal. You cannot hide. In this room, you see people, but the Father does not see people. He sees one. And there is a cloud of witnesses. And they're all jumping up and down. Because Moses never saw this day. Daniel never saw this day. Abraham never saw this day. They hoped. They died with the promise. They died with the hope. You are the generation that's going to walk into that which they saw before the foundations of the world. And until you get it, they cannot be reunited with that which belongs to them, which is being, walking in a manifestation of God in this earthly realm. So just the spirits of just, just men have to be made perfect. They're not perfect until you become perfect. Until you see it, until it becomes a reality, they have to wait. 
and they're tired of waiting. They're really confused when they see us saying, oh, this world ain't my home. I just can't wait to get out of here. They're like, no, no, stay, stay. We've been out of there, and we're waiting for you to come up to the reality of God. (laughs) What are you thinking? This world is not my home. What are you thinking? The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. (laughs) I don't get it. So we have to briefly go to the beginning to understand the mystery of the end. You see, in the beginning, every single thing in six days was created by the word of God. Which means when the word spoke, it was like an encoded message into the absence of all things. And that became something out of nothing. It's, I don't know, maybe this is not a good example, but a computer will just sit there and do nothing until someone programs, programs a program and hits play, and now the computer comes alive and it begins to do that which you have programmed it to do. Everything in creation had a code and was programmed to do a certain thing. Therefore, when he says, let there be light, he encodes light through the atmosphere with the sound of his voice. It's not physical light. It's spiritual light because physical light did not come until the fourth day. So you have to understand this is a divine thing. The Father is speaking this thing and life comes forth and it, and, and all of, of creation has not yet come forth but is already in to see what's going to happen next because we're coming up. One day after another, everything gets encoded. Let me tell you something. When God said, let there be cockroaches, it is encoded into the cockroach. Exactly what the cockroach is supposed to do. Nobody had to take the cockroach and send it to this cockroach cockroach school to figure out how to get an academic scholarship on the cockroach. Cockroach know what to do. <laughs> oh, that's so racial. I'm sounding like a like a Spanish person. What? What? Cockroach. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. I knew the cockroach would get him. Hallelujah. The cockroach knows what to do. You go into your room. I love it. I remember one of the first dates I had with my wife. That, that's the one over there. And I'll tell you what. I done planned this thing so well. I was going to make this amazing African meal. I had everything planned all day long. I planned this thing out. Because, you know, when you got to plan a a date with a person you love, the person who is your other half, the person who is, without them, you cannot live. You can't mess it up. You got one chance of this thing. You can't mess it up. I got to play. I done plan for everything. What I'm going to wear. How I'm going to smell. What kind of music is going to be playing when she walk in the door. Like I'm going to act like it's all right now. It's just a coincidence, you know. Let's make love tonight. No, no, no. That was, I was not playing that song. I'm telling you. I'm just, just, I just thought of it right now. That was not the song I was planning. Hallelujah. I, was, I had some song. Hallelujah. Bless them. <laughs> Everything has to be planned out. This is, you can't miss this moment. 
It's going to be all right. I'm going to start preaching for whoever's laughing. Come on, somebody. I, you leave me all alone by myself over here. <laughs> you got to plan it out. And I done planned it out. Got the music ready. Had the clothes ready. Man, I walk around spraying up the whole house. I had everything ready. I had the I had the dessert ready. I had, I had everything ready. I done prepare for everything. She come in. Table set. Little dishes where they supposed to be. Little napkin like 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 a little fan, you know what I'm saying? So beautiful. Man, she's just glittering and sparkling. Glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. Where is this going now? Well, let me tell you something. Where is it going? The whole thing is a love story. The whole thing, the whole thing about God and you is a love story. <laughs> so you better understand my story is his story. <laughs> In, <laughs> spoken through. <laughs> Everything was ready. Had the little candles lit. And then I went over to the wall and the little switch, and I kind of touched it just by a little glance, and the lights went off. There was nothing but candles in the room. And a nice meal sitting over there. I done sit down, and she's looking at me, and I'm looking at her. You know when you look into someone's soul? Mm, baby, glory. I'm saying 30 years later, I'm still trying to do it. Like, look into her soul is what I'm talking about. Mm. Girl, she walk in the room like, oh, Lord, what's happening here? Mm. Hallelujah. Everything is all set. Only problem is you can kind of know when you're looking at somebody and they're looking into their soul and they're a little distracted. You know what I'm talking about? And I knew that she really liked me a lot. But she was kind of distracted. She kind of kept looking over to the corner over here somewhere. And I'm like, what is happening? I'm like, hey, girl. Mm. You look nice tonight. She's like, mm-hmm. And she keep looking over to the corner. What's she looking at? Because, you know, sometimes you got to be the center of attention. And this is one of those moments. She's my center of attention, but it ain't good enough if I'm not her center of attention. I got to be, you know, this thing has to one, one, one. I say, and out of the corner of my eye, I just glance over there. I was acting like I wasn't, but I, done, I had to figure out what is taken away. This girl's interest in me to something over my shoulder. And I could kind of glance over there like I don't know what I'm talking about. And I'll never forget it. Behind this little picture, there's a little antenna. Somebody else who was not invited to this whole thing was peeking out of the little picture behind the picture. You see, it, it, the cockroach know what to do when the lights go out. Let me tell you something. The cockroach did not care how important this moment was to me. When the cockroach sensed the lights went out, they love to walk in darkness. So they come out to check it out. They says, you know, there's a little light, but it's quiet out here. I think it's time to go find us some food. And them cockroaches start coming. Oh, and they came down to, man they're having their own party 
cockroaches having their own party. Why is this? Because in the very beginning when God spoke cockroach into existence, he spoke into their DNA that they are not going to like light. And when you turn the light on, they all run away. It ruins the mood. But they run away. And when you turn the lights off, they come back. And they don't care how fancy your house is, how much money you got, how much debt you got. They just keep showing up. Because it's encoded into a cockroach what to do. (laughs) And a flea. any sense i mean they can run around you ever see them when your cat they're like and when they're in trouble bing they just bounce why because when god was bringing forth fleas the bing and was encoded into their thing and that's all they can be Horses have it. Whales have it. Trees have it. Everything in creation, everything you see has it. All of creation has it except for one part of it. The one part that was not created, it's the part that was formed. You were not created, you were formed. Therefore, you were not encoded with this, with this program. Otherwise, God would have programmed people doing the right thing, walking around and doing whatever they're supposed to do when they're told to do it. And God did not want to create man. He wanted sons and daughters to manifest himself in this creation he brought forth. There is no code placed into you, and that's why you're here trying to figure out, what do I do? Where do I go? Where do I fit in? And humans over and over and over try to lock themselves into a code that is a man-made code that identifies them through colors, identifies them through status, identifies them through uh, identities of how much scholastical understanding you have or what nation do you come from or what group do you belong to. And that is not our father's plan for any of us. We are the only things in creation that did not get encoded with anything. We're nothing but dirt vessels walking around trying to figure out what am I? And you are nothing but dirt. But the reason why you're dirt is because God knows that when you take seed and put it into dirt, whatever the seed is, is gonna come out of that pot. 
And all God needs for that to happen, find a little pot of dirt, stick seed inside of it. He puts an apple tree seed in there. I don't care how many millions and 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 millions of years you wait. At the end of millennia upon millennium, the only thing that will come out of that dirt pot is an apple tree. You cannot get anything but an apple tree if you put an apple seed in that little dirt. Whatever seed you place in the dirt, it'll reproduce after its own kind. Nothing else but that seed can come out of it. This is why the seed, which is God himself, he places himself in us so that he can get himself out of us. Don't get freaky because somebody else understood it. (laughs) Peterson over here is saying, man, I've been coming here every week. Like, this is kindergarten stuff. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Who is the greatest person in this whole place, Peter? (laughs) He He already understands. He already understands. You see, some of us have these human filters. Some of us don't have these human filters, so they understand things that we cannot comprehend at this time. You have to understand the reason why you are formed out of dirt is because God knows that placing seed in dirt produces that which you planted into the dirt. And once that thing comes to maturity... And that tree now has seeds. You don't need the dirt no more. You can hold on to those seeds forever. You will always be able to replant this thing. And this is why in the beginning Satan, the serpent, was told all of your life, you will eat dirt. So you think the enemy's bothering you well he's just doing what he was commanded to do god placed his seed inside of a dirt vessel and now the rest of your life satan is chomping you up and chomping you up until all the dirt is gone and all that is left is yeshua in you that's why in the beginning he's a serpent but at the end he's a dragon he done ate too much been eaten a lot (laughs) it is imperative that you understand the mysteries are in your face it is imperative to understand that people trying to understand messiah they couldn't understand what had happened it says that uh, john and and peter heard the news that that (laughs) he was not in the grave you remember that I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you a visual. The scroll. Can someone hold the scroll for a moment here? Hallelujah. Grace. By the way, this is just for somebody out there. We're not in the dispensation of grace. You can have a seat if you like. We are not in the dispensation of grace. <laughs> See, for us to be in the dispensation grace, it would mean that at some point we're in another dispensation. (laughs) 
God was the dispensation of grace before the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. Okay. So on the tomb, we were there not too long ago. We went to see Jerusalem. We went into the tomb, you know, and just, there's this little thing. It's like a, it's like a, uh, it's like, um, uh, it's not wood. <laughs> it's uh, like out of the rock. There's this thing. All right. And now they had taken, oh, Lord, I hope I built this right because I'm going to break it. Hallelujah. Glory. <laughs> They had taken the Lord and then put him on the, on the little thing over there. He was sitting there, just laying there. Oh, come on. The disciples had to wait at least like two or three days for this whole event. So you can sit here and just talk amongst yourself. No. <laughs> they set him up. Laying down on this thing. And there's something about this week's Torah portion that popped into my head. You ever see a picture of the high priest? You know, he goes around. And I remember a long time ago, people told me, you know, the high priest has to walk around with a rope around his ankle. Because if he goes into the Holy of Holies and messes it up, he falls over and they got to pull him out. Remember, anybody ever tell you that? Well, let me tell you something. If the high priest walks into the Holy of Holies with a rope around his leg, he's dead already. Because a rope around your leg is not part of the clothing you're supposed to have in the Holy of Holies. In the Holy of Holies, it's amazing. He doesn't even have his ephod or his priestly garment the way you'd normally see him. I've actually seen pictures of him in the Holy of Holies wearing all this stuff. He was not wearing any of this stuff. All he has is the linen underpants, the linen tunic, and the linen thing on top of his head. And this is for the Day of Atonement. God is saying that, that, that I love the children of Israel. I, I, everything that the priestly garment represents is part of who I am. But I'm bringing you to a place where you're not walking in there with, with the children of Israel in your mind or, or this person in your mind. You have to come with any, without any of these things. As a matter of fact, you cannot have the blue ephod because the ephod represents the Holy Spirit. And you cannot have the bells or the pomegranates. The pomegranates represent the Torah, uh, the the. the uh, Six, all the commandments, and, and, and the little bells. You cannot come in in any of that. You have to come stripped of all things except for the linen garment. And we can see that when Yeshua, when they came into the tomb, they saw and the, the table was there, but there was nobody there. There was the linen, linen garment that had been put around his body was sitting on the floor. And the linen that was on his head was folded up neatly, put to the side. And we don't understand this, but if you begin to see this and you begin to see the four pictures of all these things, you begin to realize when they went into the tomb, they saw, and it says they saw an angel. One was where the head was and one was where the feet was. One was where the head is, and the other one is where the feet were. 
Sometimes you kind of have to, you have to, to kind of make it like one was at where the feet were and the other one was where the, the head was. You see, when you begin to realize, you begin to realize that in the Holy of Holies, there was a place where the lived the Torah of God was. And there was a cherubim on one side and a cherubim on the other side. What they were seeing is that this place that Jesus was buried was a representation of the Holy of Holies. But there is a mystery because he was not there. Why was he not there? Because at one point, God decided to be in a tabernacle, in a temple. But a shift had come, and God was no longer there because he needs to find his tabernacle inside of you. You are the tabernacle. You are the table. You are the place in which where he went and where he is now. But you have to understand who he is. You have to understand the revelation of God, the way God reveals himself. Still so many doctrines talking about, well, you know, I was baptized, but were you baptized in Jesus' name? Are you born again? Born again? Oh, I'm a Christian, but are you born again? Yes, I in Jesus' name. Everything has got to be locked up with something. It's not enough that you're just a child of God trying to say, I don't know nothing. I don't know. All I know is that I once was blind. Now I see. Who did this to you? What authority did they have? What's their name? How do you pronounce their name? Where did they go to church? Did they go on Sunday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday? I don't know. I don't know. All I know is I once was lost. But now I'm found. I was blind, now I see. We still don't understand who God is. Still locked into man-made doctrines of, well... Do you believe in the Trinity? Man, why you got to lock my father up into three? <laughs> He's the ology. <laughs> the quantilogy, the, the everythingogy. <laughs> I like the ology. I think that's why they have theologies, because the study of the allness of God. No, 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 I didn't read it. I think I'm working out. No, you don't understand. You don't understand. Here, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. No, Echad does not mean one. It means unity. That means it's more than one. Of course, her father always talks to himself <laughs> the way he sees himself, which is dad and a bunch of kids. Hmm. Mm. So he has to say, let us. Let us make man in our image. Yup. Yup. There it is. Trinity. No, back it up. Who's us? <laughs> Christ in. Christ in. What's the hope of glory? Christ in. Us. Okay. That's who he was talking to. 
because, because we were shouting for joy because he knew us before we can't come on somebody <laughs> oh job where were you when the sons of god were shouting for joy when the, you've already seen this thing you forgot where you came from i knew you before you came through your mother's womb i'm in the end at the very beginning so i'm speaking to us my sons and my daughters Oh, Father. No, 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 I'm not buying it. Oh, okay. I'm going to mess it up right now. I, I got to deliver you. Because if you don't know who your Father is, you can't walk into that which He wants you to walk into, which is Himself. <laughs> I, I got I to destroy a holy cow right here. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. Who are we talking about? Jesus. Hallelujah. If some of the people who speak in tongues in here are going to be like, hallelujah. I needed to see if the rabbi can speak in tongues. Hallelujah. Okay, check. Check. You got the spirit. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Unto us a child is born to when a son has been given. Now, let, let's, ba let, let's back it up by going to the end. <laughs> Yeshua said, I have to go because I'm going to send you another. And he is known as the counselor. Yes, the comforter and the counselor. Right? Oh, that's the second head of the Trinity there. The, the counselor is the spirit who comes afterwards, right? I have to go to send the counselor. Okay. <laughs> Unto us, a child is born. Unto us, a son has been given. Who's that? Yeshua. Mm, I agree. Yay, yay, yay. And his, who? And his name, and who? Who are we talking about? Yeshua. And his name, who? And Yeshua. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Back it up. That's another guy. No, it ain't. It's him. Mighty God. Everlasting. Who? Who? Who are we talking about? Yeshua is the Father. Yeshua is the Spirit. Yeshua is your, the lover of your soul. He is all in all. He is everything, choosing to manifest himself in as many ways as he wants to, to reveal the fullness of who he is. The going is the coming. Ay, ay, ay. The going is the coming. Men of Israel, why are you standing there staring up? The same way you saw him go, he's coming. So what do I see? I see. No, that's backwards. See, the same way you saw him go. Is the way he's coming. Oh, 
The same way you saw him go is the way he's coming. And this is why scripture says, Arise, O Lord. Oh man, this is difficult, Father. <laughs> okay, okay. The disciples saw him go like this. Where was he going? He was coming into them a few days later in the upper room. And they were filled with the presence of God. <laughs> no, 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 no. He left to go make a mansion. No. <laughs> <laughs> the leaving is the coming. He's inside of you. You're the mansion he's preparing. You're the mansion he's preparing. You are the place he's preparing. He's in you, preparing this tabernacle which you are, so that when the tabernacle is lined up exactly the way the Father has established, the fullness of God can have a resting place in you. Therefore, when David said, one thing, one thing, I've asked of the Lord, that he would allow me to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. You don't understand the verse. That ain't Yeshua talking. I mean, that <laughs> is Yeshua talking. That's not David talking. My mind is so caught up. That's not David talking. That's Jesus. That's the spirit of the son saying, I only ask one thing, that I can dwell in the house of my father all the days of my life in being that he is eternal. His goal and his desire is to live inside of you, the house of God. Father, we love you, we thank you, and we can't even hope to understand. But today we want to see things in a way we've never seen before. Deliver us, Father, from our understanding of good and evil. Deliver us, Father, from our knowledge of good and evil. Deliver us from seeing things that make sense in our human mind, Father. Let us understand the way you see. Let us be understood the way you understand. Thank you, Father. <laughs> you see this picture up here you see if you look at this picture as a human you understand what it is but if you see it in spirit you'll see something totally different that only God understands you see in the natural you look up here and you see oh look at Jesus holding a little child you don't understand I'm going to really mess it up to you in spirit, let me tell you what this is. This here is a person struggling as a transsexual who's been rejected, has had no hope. And one day this person ran into this child who was born to us. And this person holds this little child and says, without you I'm lost, but with you in my arms I can rest. Oh, you can't see it. Maybe because the Lord has blessed you not to suffer with that. 
But if you suffered with that right now, you'd weep because you'd say, yes, I understand what that means. I was lost. I was in the field of no hope. And he came not only just to rescue me, but to make me his house. Okay. That's it. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you all.